Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, our special guest is Kevin Knight. He's the editor and webmaster of the new Advent webpage. Uh, really great website, and I'm glad Kevin was able to carve out some time to talk to us today because I really want to talk about what it takes to put one of these together. How do you decide on content? I mean, there's a lot of questions I have, but uh, Kevin, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So you started this back in the 90s. Right, May 1st, 1995. Okay. What possessed you to start the website? Were you just kind of, had you been thinking about this for a while, or I mean, what? Well, it's, uh, I had been an internet nerd before the web was invented, so using all of the old tools, and then when the web came along, it was it was amazing how well that would suit a Catholic website. It, it's right. it's almost like St. Thomas Aquinas wrote the Summa uh, to be put on the web, the way it's structured. And I was thinking about that for about three years. Um, it really came out of World Youth Day in Denver. Okay, that's that's where the drive and. After World Youth Day, after John Paul II came and uh, made his huge impact on Denver, it's it's something that never left me. I tried to persuade others to do it for for a year or two, and finally, just as a proof of concept, I put up a few pages, and it just went from there. So you were thinking about doing it. You're you're trying to talk to other people. How long did it take? From you know what. I'm going to do it to actually get it on online because really there was probably not too much else online at that time, right? No, I mean, there, there really wasn't. wasn't a model to follow. You kind of created the model, right? Right. The, the pioneers were, uh, I think, Jeff Miris uh, at Catholic Culture now and Carl Keating at Catholic Answers. They they were there uh, first, and so I uh, – uh, Catholic websites started popping up, and mine was one of them after those guys. So it was it was about two years after World Youth Day, just under two years. Okay. So thinking about it, you, you were thinking uh, the Summa, you know, would fit right. perfectly. So how did you decide on what content, and how's the content different from when you first started well, to what you got today? The funny thing is I, I knew exactly what I wanted it to look like back in 1994, before I even started it. I wanted the Summa, I wanted the Church Fathers and the Catholic Encyclopedia and news on the front end. The problem was how to get, that's that's hundreds of thousands of words, millions of words, yeah. and just fell into the resources one by one. It, it was amazing. The Church Fathers, I found out that a small fundamentalist church in Texas had possession of a digitized version of the collection I wanted, all 38 volumes. I, I gave him a call. I said, I, I heard you had this. Could I possibly put it online? And he said, you know, somebody left that to us, left us some money in their will, and we have no idea. He said, <laughs> he said, they're just a lot of books about the Bible, and we don't know what they are, though. You're welcome to them. So well, talk about striking gold. It, it was striking gold, and it, it was, he was so gracious, and it was it was so remarkable it came through that channel. So Yeah, I mean, who would have thought? And, you know, back then, you know, trying to get a hold of people is a lot harder than it was right. today. And so to get that information and how did you even find out they had it? 
it, it just uh, providence serendipity, <laughs> right? Providence, it, and it really was. I I knew what I wanted it to look like, and then the rest came over time. With the encyclopedia, it was it was a multi year effort, and it was the work of volunteers. I decided I put out a notice saying I'd, if anyone would like to help transcribe the Catholic Encyclopedia because OCR, the scanning technology wasn't good. Right. It had to be done by hand. Um, uh, send me an email and eventually I got 400 volunteers to to type it in by hand. Wow. So Then you had to edit everything that was that, typed right. in, right? Then I I did they every... even have spell check back then on the computer? Not, not really. <laughs> everything was very slow and I, I wish I had the tools we have now, but Oh, it'd be a different. It'd be a whole different world, it, it right? Would. You'd be like starting tomorrow, right? Yeah, right. scan and put it on there. So, uh, so you put that, and and I will say, I I look at the website quite frequently, uh, especially when it comes to the encyclopedia and the church fathers. It's always great to hear their take on things and their perspective and what they've written on. Uh, it really does uh, provide a kind of a breath of fresh air uh, when you're trying to look at scripture and understand, you know, kind of what it means. So, I mean, to have that on there is huge. And I, I actually really enjoy the, uh, the, the current events that you put on there. I mean, I look in just the other day and, it, you know, Hey, Rome is closed. Right. Uh, right. You know, and so how do you, how do you screen what you're going to put on for the current events? Well, I watch a feed. I've put together a personal feed of about 500 blogs and wire services and I just watch those all day. I rely a lot on submissions by readers as well. Some people, they really have a good eye for what's out there. I, I like to find quirky stories too. Right. Uh, it's, it's fun to do that because really it's, it's bringing all of this in, seeing it with the eyes of Christ and subjecting everything to Christ. That's, that's the idea. And to have fun while doing it. Yeah, so you got it on. You had all this. You have all this uh, content in there. How much time does it take? Uh, is it, is this a, like a daily thing? Is you know how many hours a week? What does it take of your time to make sure that things stay up to date and you're constantly refreshing things? Well, it's it's several hours per week. Okay, um, it's sometimes more than that, and it's especially an everyday thing because the out of Rome and, and other sources, it, it just never stops. So I try to maintain a rhythm. I don't, I really personally don't like being connected all the time. And one of the purposes of this is so that people don't have to go to a thousand different sources and be plugged in in that way. Right. But to be able to get a high level summary. Right. And so, so I just, uh, I do it every day. I try to be diligent and other than that, uh, do you have anybody helping you, or is this kind of all no, it's, you? It's I rely on the readers. Okay, really. it's it's a team effort in that way. Okay, so they'll funnel you stuff, but yes. ultimately you have to decide whether it's going on there right. or not. Right, right. And then I make the picks uh, to see what's the most compelling and what catches my eye. And how long does when you decide to put something on, like for the current events, say? Uh, how long does that stay on? Is that on for like a week or just is it there's it's, no real formula, just kind of a feel? It's usually up there for about three days. Okay. It'll, it'll scroll down the page. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I again, I find it very helpful to look at it and uh, really just see what's going on, you know, and there's and there's a lot of people that you've already heard of 
who are on there. And my guess is you probably have regulars that are on there pretty frequently. Right. I, I have my favorite writers, right. as, as everyone does. So when you were doing it, it was like you and a couple other websites. And now there's, I mean, you couldn't even count how many probably Catholic websites there are, right? Right. It's just the last, the last few years, it's completely changed in the, uh, in the church. There are thousands and thousands, and I'm happy every time I get a notice of a new one, it's, there are some real gems out there. So have you had to change? So you started in, in the 90s now. Obviously, you put content and things on there. Is it pretty similar now as it was when you started back in the 90s? No, it's, it's much different. Okay. And there are so many, uh, both New Advent is different because uh, especially the current events, Right, it, it's branched out in the Catholic web. In general, is different. There are so many facets being explored. It's it's really, you see the work of the Holy Spirit here. It's I I read my way into the church, uh, uh, into the practice of my faith. Okay, again. and but it was difficult to find good books to figure out which books were good and so on and so forth. But now it's I could do so. Uh, in the anonymity, uh, in a completely anonymous environment. Well, which is nice. Right? Uh, which is which is nice. Which, yeah, and you which can walk is, around the street. Nobody knows who you are, right? right? It's almost like you're incognito. Right. Uh, they may know your website, but they have no idea who you are, right? Right. And, and it's uh, and that's the thing is the anonymity is nice for readers too because it's I think it's a, more approachable when when the Holy Spirit puts those first tugs into the heart of a person, it's it's really hard to just jump in with both feet. And so this is a, an accessible way for people who are curious. So what were you doing? I've meant to ask this before. So what were you doing in the 90s uh, prior to doing this? And did that, did that kind of change the trajectory of what you were doing in your life? Or are you still doing the same well, kind it, of stuff? Well, it did. It completely changed it because I was, I was going into looking at a career in atmospheric research and but in doing so it was where I was working it was a very computer intensive environment and that's why we had the cutting edge tools the it was part of the National Science Foundation so they had the first access to the um, to Mosaic the first web browser right got it within a couple of days after the lab in Switzerland released it and so it was that that's what helped and uh, I thought this would be just a lark, a side thing, like I said, a proof of concept. Right. And so, right. Uh, but ever since 1995, it's it's been my full time. So it's morphed into uh, really an opportunity for not only you to share information, but my guess is you're getting people all over the world looking at this thing, right? This isn't right. just like a Colorado thing. This is national, international. Right. It it is. Uh, the world is much much smaller than it was. In 1995, the church is much smaller. Yep. Uh, as as far as uh, this this Catholic community, it it goes it spans time zones and nations. Uh, it, it's quite remarkable. No, I didn't I didn't notice on there. But if some is 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 it available in any other language than English? No, just no, English. just English. Okay. And so. We got people all over the world. You know, we, we kind of talked before we started about, you know, what kind of traffic. You said you haven't che- checked that in years, but it's, you know, tens of thousands probably hits a day, right? Right. Minimum. Right. 
It's it's still a high traffic website. And so, have you noticed uh, what really what people tend to focus on more? I mean, I guess you can probably there's some analytics to figure out. You know, you know, have the number of people looking at the Summa increased, or have the number of people looking at the early church fathers, or is really just you know current events kind of the heavy the heavy traffic current, area. Current events is heavy traffic, but I think there's also an increase in the the number of people who are interested in the church fathers that's and this goes this is not just catholic but others as well are really once they find out we have this continuous stream of literature and writings and letters and memories from the apostolic age onward with no break it's people are fascinated they they like to read the bible through the eyes of men and women who actually knew some of the people who wrote the Bible under the inspiration. So do you get a lot of feedback from your viewers, from people on the website? Yes, it's it's constant. That's constant. Right. And uh, and you were, you, you were alluding to there, I guess, people who aren't Catholic are coming on the site. Have you seen any increase in that, or has that been pretty steady? Or I, I think uh, it's been pretty steady. There's It goes up and down, but the... There really are fewer and fewer authorities out there to mm-hmm. to look toward, and so uh, as we know, things are things are splitting uh, all through society, and um, sometimes tending toward one side or the other. And the people who are looking for a solid rock are looking more closely at the Catholic Church than ever before, despite all of the challenges. Well, because it is kind of uh, like the rock, right? I mean, everything right. is everything's going around. And, you know, I deal with a lot of uh, uh, other faith communities, trying to rally them around a lot of the moral principles, life, marriage, religious liberty. And I hear it over and over again how much they appreciate that the church hasn't changed its teaching on marriage or the church right. hasn't changed the teaching on contraception or abortion or any of that because a lot of— Places, it's 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 like a democracy, right? They do a vote in right. a church, and all of a sudden, everything changes. And it's amazing how many people really do appreciate the consistency of the faithfulness that the church doesn't change. It, the teachings are what the teachings are, no matter what the world does. And so, I think your website, you know, and based on what you're talking about, is is kind of foundational in that way too. People can come get the truth. Not watered down, not this, you know, you know, right. Kool Aid with too much water in it. This is really the facts, and that's what the Catholic Encyclopedia. It's it's over more than a century old, but I like it especially because the externals have changed, circumstances mm-hmm. have changed, the dioceses are all different in there, but it's just as fresh and relevant doctrinally and morally as it ever was. Well, and it's clear, right? It, I mean, there's, I, I've taught some parent RCIA classes and, and uh, some other things as well. And a lot of times if I want a definition, I'll go to the encyclopedia and just print it out. Right. Because it's so clear. Uh, it's clear and dec- declarative and authoritative. Well, and you know where you can go to get it. Right. Right. You're not looking all over the place. Well, maybe this site has it or maybe that site has it, but yours does have it. So, I mean, that's really nice to know that you can go. It's like a one-stop shop. Right. 
but it's it's just uh just not for websites but i think for all all catholics it's important for all of us to to have this authoritative confident voice this that can come only from a supernatural connection right with the holy trinity it's people really see the difference you're not speaking like a scribe and or pharisee but with the authority of god yeah you're not injecting your own thoughts and ideas into it right. and uh maybe you can talk a little bit really um the importance of early church fathers just so people can see that you know what was happening 2000 years ago is still happening today right and and there's nothing they said back then that makes it irrelevant today actually it helps us see things better by looking through their eyes doesn't it right the the early church was uh she was born in an in a world of tremendous moral challenges and, and a nothing lot we would know anything about today right 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 <laughs> and it's uh abortion and contraception were were two of the biggest problems in the Roman Empire and the early church writers addressed both of these. The Didache in the first century uh, talked about abortion. It, it, and the Christian witness on these moral issues has been unflagging for 2,000 years. Well, and I think it gives people confidence. It, it makes people feel good that you know what, what we know today has such a foundation to it. It's right. nothing... You know, it's not like, you know, it happened at the Reformation or, you know, things kind of where things started to splinter. And the funny thing is, when you see uh, Protestant scholars, a lot of times they look at the early church fathers. Somehow they haven't put two and two together to equate them as Catholic sometimes. But, I mean, it's amazing that how many different faith communities rely on the early church fathers for for that foundational understanding of the church. Right, and that's where the most uh, most change has been coming in recent years, because it's in evangelical circles especially that the interest in the early church fathers has been rising. And in fact, this this 38-volume translation uh, on New Advent was a Protestant project back in the 1800s. But uh, one of the one of the translators of many of these was Cardinal Newman, Mm-hmm. Who, who would become Cardinal Newman. Right, right, right. And it, it was... A convert himself. Right, a convert right. himself, because he said to be deep in history is to cease to be Protestant. Right. And it was while working on uh, these sorts of things that he said that. Well, and I, I and again, I think people need to know where they came from. or And so in terms of where the church came from, it just didn't happen. Right. right? The, the, and, and, right, we know most of the early church fathers were martyrs on top of it. So they're, right. they're writing about this stuff while, you know, basically their life's in danger because people don't want to hear it. It should give us confidence today that we need to speak the truth, no matter what the circumstances are, whether politically or wherever we are, we have to share the truth. Absolutely. And it gives us confidence to know that the early church fathers are not absent. They're they are still uh, the early Christians are active in the world, and they they share with the church here on earth the the love of God and the the determination to fight these injustices. Well, and I can't believe I didn't even bring it up because I'm a knucklehead, but the website is actually newadvent.org right. for anyone who's not 
has not been on there. So I would encourage everybody to go on there, look at that. It's really easy to navigate. I mean, I don't have any problem, and I'm probably the worst one in the world. So <laughs> if I can do it, uh, it really is, is, again, it's easy. You have a bunch of articles on the front page. But if you're looking for the encyclopedia, Summa, Early Church Fathers, the Bible, all that's right on the top, and it's just a click away. So you made it very easy for people to navigate, and it's it's just it's nice because of its simplicity. You know, you're not like all right now, where do I go or right. how do I think about and, that? And the idea is there also to people might come in based on a Google search, but I want them to be able to swim around in the information. Sometimes, if it seems a, a little overwhelming, which uh, the navigation I try not to make it so, but when you're in St. John Chrysostom, at least you get the sense that the the church is ancient mm-hmm. and she is uh, she is giant, and uh, the cultural impact I hope is seen there. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of the site. There's no fluff, right? It's kind of like meat and potatoes when I'm looking right. at it. You just you you go where you want to go. You read, and you you know you really you know you have to put your thinking cap on when you're reading the fathers, but. All that stuff is available to you. Now, do people need to subscribe, or can they just get on for free? What does that look no, it's, like? No, it's for free. There's no subscriptions. It's it's all out there. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about anything like that. But if people want to donate, because it does take time and energy and money to keep that thing going. Right, there are downloads available. And there's also, uh, I send out a daily newsletter of the news stories. Okay. Um, comes comes in the middle of the day. So there's a subscription box there too to get a to get a free newsletter. So do you have a lot of people subscribing to that? Uh, yes. Yeah, and you know to be honest, it's nice to get those type of things because you can be busy in your day and you're you're not thinking about stuff, but you want to see it. It's almost like I subscribe to the daily readings for the USCCB, and right. it's nice just to have that when I wake up in the morning. The readings are there if I have to go to mass and or when I go to mass. You know if I ha- end up having to. Uh, serve at the altar, all the readings are right there. I'm not scrambling around trying to find them. Right. So the same thing with you, right? You got the main news stories. Right, it'll come to you. Which is really nice. Then, I mean, I actually looked on and you had blogs, and I couldn't even count how many blogs. I mean, I, I was looking at them and thought, man, this is a lot of blogs, and I was just looking like at the A category. So right. you have tons of blogs. How do you screen the blogs that you put on there? I mean, that must take a ton of time. Well, it's... Uh it's a ton of time, but it's it's a lot of fun, and it's I learn so much. So, and you start to recognize certain people with extraordinary gifts for mm-hmm. communication like this. Right. And my guess is blogs are constantly coming and going. They're right? constantly coming and going, and especially in times like this. Yeah. When when there there are fears out there, concerns, confusion, the the writers really step up. Well, because, you know, they, they want to be able to share some clarity with people because right. my guess is, you know, you're talking to people and everyone's confused. That You know, they keep hearing this. And even within the church, right, we have some people in the church, I'm not going to mention names, who do their darndest to, to draw people away from the truth, right? right? I mean, whether it's LBGTQ stuff and, and that type of thing. I mean, if you don't have an authority and understand the teachings of the church, which what your website really helps with, you could easily fall into uh, some heresy. Right, and this has been the case, the wheat and the tares together 
for 2,000 years. It's important to know that these are where some of our greatest challenges come from. Right. It's funny how the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? Absolutely. I mean, we, we think we're so much more advanced than the people 2,000 years ago or 500 years or even 100 years ago. Right. And we do the same stupid stuff and we still fall for the same thing. So we really do need to educate ourselves in the faith. And one thing I, I really like to tell people is like going to Mass is great. But you got to do more. You got to do studying. You got to read. You have to understand because if somebody comes to you, you need to be able to articulate or at least tell them where they can go to find more information. And I think that's the beauty of your website. It's an easy thing to refer people to and it's easy to navigate and stuff is there. It's really easy to search. Right. And that's absolutely it. These these battles we fight in every generation, sometimes with greater intensity and the challenges change on the surface. I, I was thinking just this morning of uh, Dr. Benjamin Storer, who mm -hmm. was uh, the great pioneer. He really instigated the pro-life movement in the United States back in the 1850s. And he, he became Catholic in the, in the midst of this. Uh, he, uh, once he left Mass, he would go change the world. So... Well, right, and after every Mass, we're told to go, right? That, go forth, the Mass it. is ended, go in peace, glorify the Lord. Every, every Mass, you're told to go, so you've been fed, now go, right? right. Go out and That's share Christ it. and, and you know, encounter whatever you're going to encounter, but bring Christ out there to the people because they desperately need it. Right. So any changes or on content or design coming up on the site? I mean, any, any plans in the future with that? Well, I, I want to... And I'm working toward getting more organized catechesis on there to uh, to make it even clearer. And also, I'm interested in getting a more systematic approach to church history there, mm -hmm. just to just to uh, boil it down for everybody. Yeah. Well, because you know, the the easier you make it, and you can spoon feed people, the easier it is for them, and then they can go deeper. Right. Right. I mean, you got it almost piques their curiosity. Uh, and they're like, wow, I want to learn more. There are so many stories out there. And, and especially when you learn about the saints, you eventually come to realize we ourselves are living in the midst of history. Well, I want to thank Kevin for spending some time with us today to talk about this website. And can you repeat the website again? Newadvent.org. Uh, One word, newadvent. Okay. So I encourage everybody to get on the website. Uh, peruse it, really get to know what's there and learn about your faith because you can't share what you don't know.